Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. Hello guys and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Stardom Cast, your monthly audio source for all things world, wonder, ring, stardom, I am your host Rob Goodwin, I am joined by the stardom mark that is Chris O. Brian, how are you Chris? We've settled on Stardom Cast, have we? Like, <laughs> we didn't even call it Starcast. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the Starcast would have been... A better name, and we'd have got like more cross promotional traffic when like AEW puts out it, big shows. Here's what we should have just done it, called it Arisa, and then have the art be like Akira. <laughs> we we could have done that. Like, there's, Arisa, there's many Arisa things we could have on done. A bike, it's like, I don't know what else could we call it. Um, I mean, this isn't the greatest way to start a podcast thinking about different things to name it after no, we've already put out a we name. We haven't even mentioned when in the same place, have we? Oh, no. We are here in a very chilly room in Blackpool. It's not that cold. It isn't now because I put the heater on, but when I arrived, the woman did say, it will be cold when you get up there because it's at the top of the stairs. And when we got to the top of the stairs, or when I got to the top of the stairs, I genuinely got frostbite in my toes. It is horrendous. <laughs> at least it's not like a murder hotel like last year. <laughs> Oh, God, last year was I'm staying in that tomorrow. <laughs> the murder hotel. I'm staying there tomorrow because I forgot I didn't redeem my gaff hotel soon enough. So I had to go on. <laughs> that was one of the saddest things I think I've ever seen. You texting Garth saying, can I uh, can I still sleep at yours? And Garth's reply, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, I really have left this too long. <laughs> I mean, that was like, what, Thursday? No, here's the thing. I thought I was getting a lift back from my dad from Newcastle, but then he decided to be selfish and go on holiday. Oh, the bastard. I know, the bastard. Fucking. Is sick. that where you've gone? Bolton on holiday? My nan lives there. Oh, okay. Is it's... that really a holiday? No, it's not a holiday, but I don't want to go into family drama on the podcast. Right, let's, let's, <laughs> let's avoid that. <laughs> so, we are here in Blackpool, uh, ready for NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. Um, we've given our predictions and stuff for that on sort of the flagship Podmania podcast. Um, we should have done like a sweepstakes for chance. Yes, we should have done a sweepstakes for chance. We should have came up with chance and then tried to get them going. Yeah, and the man who gets the most chance going. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a look at that. That's, uh, I think, their production notes for when we come off the podcast. Um, but yeah, for a while, Chris has been trying to get me to watch Stardom and I have constantly rebutted him saying, no, I haven't got enough time. And then WWE got shit. Um... I lost what do you interest. Mean, got shit. Well, yeah, WWE is shit. 
AEW, it's not shit. I've just I've lost interest in it. It's like you say, Chris. I, I I don't think a weekly television product, no matter how good it is, is going to hold my attention because with everything that I do outside work, I just I can't I can't keep on top of it. And then once you've missed one, you know, and there's then another one the next week, and you you sort of snowball and you sort of lose lose it a bit. So I ended up just watching New Japan. That's kind of why I like Stardom and New Japan because like for the most part you can watch all the roti shows and you get a lot from watching all the roti shows. But at the end of the day all you really need to do is read um what people are saying on Twitter mm. and watch the big shows and you won't be lost. No, and with Stardom, I mean I, I tried a couple of matches a few months ago and um with one thing and another I never really got round to sort of following up on that. Um and then that's all gave it to go again with this year's um year end climax. And I was I was really, really impressed and obviously we decided we were gonna do a podcast based on it, so I did well, some research and what things. happened was you met you matched me going, What do you how do you feel if we did a stardom cast once a month? And I was just like, I'm hard. <laughs> I believe my exact phrasing was, Don't get too excited. Do not get <laughs> no, too excited, what, what Chris. What happened? He was like, Can I have your this is on January fourth, and I was like, "Can I just um your Stardom login?" And now in my ha- head, I was like, "Does he think the January fourth things on there?" I'm like, "The January fourth things are on there." He was like, "Don't like, don't make a big deal out of this." I'm like, "Oh my god!" And then Garth immediately made a Stardom friend. <laughs> yes, he did. There was a Stardom meme on the group chat, and I was like, "Oh no, I've been converted." But I must admit, you know, watching this this show and a couple of other matches, I am really enjoying it. So, yeah, now. Ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do is this going to be a monthly thing, um, at least to start off with, whether we decide to make it anything else is up for debate. <laughs> Depends but... how shit New Japan get. During Tag League, we'll talk about a lot of stuff. More stardom, yeah. Um, but at the moment, this is going to be a monthly thing where we'll go through everything, the major things that have happened in that month. Um, this one is sort of the inaugural, the sort of pilot episode, so it's coming in the middle of the month, so completely against what I've just said. Um, we'll basically be basing this around like the monthly Corican shows. Yeah, I think that's probably I'm, I think that's probably fair. I'm looking forward to you seeing the Cinderella tournament. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Cinderella tournament to be it's fair. It's essentially honest. like the New Japan Cup, except the winner gets a pretty jo- dress and instead of a title match, a wish. Right. The, the wish normally manifests okay. in a title match. Right, that makes but, more sense. Like I'd love it if like Jungle Kiona won and she like I want Jan back. <laughs> or like um for example, like we'll go on to this later on, but like Kagetsu wanted Azumi in a weather tie, so like if, she's not going to win now, obviously, but obviously. she won, and it's like I want Azumi in a weather tie, and we'd have to do it. <laughs> so what I'll do is, ladies and gentlemen, for those who are completely new to Stardom, like I am, yeah, you'd be probably, but everyone's probably really confused. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just going to read through basically a couple of things to do with Stardom, just to sort of give you an idea of where stardom is right now what stardom is and then we'll go through a couple of i'm also filling on like history as we go along please do please do um obviously chris has been watching a lot longer than me and has got far more of the ideas i've been watching since august because basically what happened no june it was leading up to the g1 and it was in that like three week span that new japan has there's nothing three weeks before or after the g1 which in some ways a blessing a blessing in disguise yeah definitely i was like i need more i need japanese wrestling so i was like i got all japan world and stardom world watched all japan once and then i was like this kento miyahara bloke really cool nothing else interests me this kento miyahara bloke he does some of the good graps yes he does he does like the rick flair graps i like (laughs) the rick flair graps 
Um, how good Kento Mihara is just is not even on the debate. We need we need to review both New Year's ones as well. We do. We I'm sure we will, and I'm sure there'll be a point, especially after the new beginning shows, where we can do that leading up to uh, leading up to the New Japan Cup at the start of March. Um, but at the moment, then, ladies and gentlemen, Stardom is obviously a Josie promotion in, uh, according to Cage Match, the Asia region, the Orient. <laughs> But obviously, it's based in Tokyo, Japan. It's been running since 2011. Um, so basically, it is very, very faction-based in that way. I suppose it is similar to New Japan. Um, it, they're more like strict with like the faction sort of mean, not like how it's sort of like in New Japan. Someone can be in chaos, but like Goto at the beginning of this um, last year was wrestling like someone in Suzuki Gun, like some young boys about. Yeah, but it's sort of a more strict appearance. Here, like, um, like to quickly go over it, stars is sort of like your white meat baby face, like, sort of like we're gonna stick by the rules. This is just we're, we're really just happy to be here, like, sort of like your main unit, more like Taguchi Japan than your main unit, right? Okay, um, Oedita is sort of like your bullet club slash Suzuki gun, like, they're your heels, like, they're your um, through and through heels, although sometimes we don't take it seriously. See, Natsu and Session off. <laughs> <laughs> Then you have um your TCS, which is sort of like your ally J. You have like Hanakamura, who's like your low key most over person in the promotion, even if they're not the best workers. And like you have your Konami and um Jungle, it's sort of like your evil and Sonata, and it all works out okay. And then there's oh fuck, I forgot the last one. So that's really Queen's Quest, who are basically your chaos of like your tweeners. Right. Okay. Now tell me if I'm wrong, but I believe Stars set up by Mayu. Mayu. Yeah. Um, Kagetsu heads up Oedo Tai. For now. For now. Well, she doesn't anymore. It, it looks until... like is going to be taken over, which is fucking weird. <laughs> um, uh, Hanakamura heads up Tokyo Cyber Squad. Yeah. And Queen's Quest. Is that Momo? Momo, yeah. Yeah, Watanabe. So, that's sort of the factions. Um, as for championships, um, the competitors themselves don't really sort of reference the titles, they just reference the colour of the titles. I know, that's the thing. I, I've been watching for months, I don't know the actual names of the belts because I'm just like, the red belt, the white belt, the black belts, the multicoloured belts, etc, etc. Um, so currently, these are the champions and the championship, so Chris, stop me if I've got any of this wrong, but the main belt, the red belt, is the World of Stardom Championship and that's currently held by the face of Stardom Mayo. Iwatani, and she's in a second reign, having just taken the belt off B Priestley, who's held it for the majority of the year. Yeah, that fucking... Well, not... It was... She's held it since, like, middle of the year. Kagetsu held it, like... I was going to ask if Kagetsu had held it before. Kagetsu was who B won it off, and it was, like, at a Queen's Quest... Every year around Cinderella tournament, we do, like, um, the factions organised their own show. Oh, right, okay. And, like, Queen's Quest gave B a shot at the title, and she won it. It was really surprising, apparently. I've, this was like just a few months before I started watching, so I don't know. I've seen quite a lot of, sort of, obviously we run um, our, our the podcast Twitter pages, and I saw quite a lot of negativity around B Priestley's run I with the title. Don't what do think, you think that's fair. Okay. Um, she put on like consistent, like she was have, she was rarely the best match on the card, like, but like she was very consistent. She kept getting better, which like she got given it quite early on, so like. Mm. When you consider how, like, people forget how young B. Priestley is because of how long she's been around, but she's younger than Osprey, and Osprey's are still a, well, I'd say a spring chicken, he's a back worse than Garth, but. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I've read somewhere that B. Priestley's like 23. 
I believe. Super young, yeah. Which is outstanding, really, considering how much she's achieved in that small amount of time. Um, so, the Wonder of Stardom Championship, which is the white belt, uh, that's currently held by your favourite, Arisa Hoshiki. She gives me so much joy. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, she left Stardom for a while yeah, to be... Yeah, she was the star, and then she went away, she started a band called... Fuck, what's it called? She wears the shirt. So I should really remember the name. Um, I think it's Unlimited Dream Navigator. Is what she sings her own theme song. That's that's such a long ass name. There's no need for the name to be that long. UDN. UDN. That's, that's, such that's a, fine. That's quite a bad abbreviation. It's like eat. and. <laughs> um, I'll go through the actual Stardom Championships, and then we'll go through yeah. other championships that are recognised. By Stardom. So the next one is the Goddesses of Stardom Championship, which is your tag team belts, and they're currently held by the Tokyo Cyber Squad team of Jungle Kiona and Konami. Yeah, I'm glad Jungle has something. From what I've seen, and admittedly, it is extremely limited. Um, I've seen a couple of matches leading up um, to this show, and then obviously she was in the six, um, not six man. Yeah, she was in a six man yeah. on this show or six woman. Sorry, but essentially the opener. Yeah. yeah, and she's she's excellent. I've got no no issues with that at all. She's a she's basic in terms of like it's it's weird because she's in the LOJ. Like this is why you can't do it, that power But she's sort of like the Ishi, where she's like the big bruiser everyone loves, but like she's never getting the push. No, no, fair enough. Um, and then we've got the future of Stardom Championship, which is one of the two belts, three belts in fact, currently held by Utami Hayashashita. The future of Saturn Championship is wit. It's wit. So it's like anyone below the age. I'm trying to remember the exact ruling. It's like anyone below the age of twenty, or anyone who's been wrestling less than two years. So like less than a year, less than two years. So like Utami's on the verge of like just vacating it. Okay. But like we'll get into this later. But Utami's fucking insane in terms of how good she is for how long she's been wrestling. Yeah, and on the anniversary show later on this month, she's going to have an absolutely outstanding match. But we'll get into that. In a moment. And then finally, you've got the Artist of Stardom Championship, which is your six-man belts are not treated a damn sight better than New Japan's <laughs> six-man's belt. It's not hard. Like, we don't even have a promotion and our six-man belts will be defended more. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God. We should create them and then go around Blackpool defending <laughs> our six-man championship. It's like, pin us, Max. Oh, fuck! <laughs> How did we lose our own belts? Um, but the Artist of Stardom Championships are held by Queen's Quest, the team of Yutami Hayashishita, Momo Watanabe and AZM. Azumi. Um, this is Azumi. Oh, is it just Azumi? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've been it's calling her AZM. Yeah, like Hazuki at the beginning was his hate, like, hate ZK. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's a bit weird. I don't blame you for it. Like, cause you've, I keep thinking there's no commentary, so you've never heard it out loud. So. No, that's a good point. Um, I literally don't blame you. It's just for because Stardom Mark forgot. <laughs> um, other recognised championships, obviously, the SWA Undisputed World Women's Championship. Uh, which is currently held again. But you t- that's a weird one as well, because it can only be defended against someone of a different nationality. Right. So, like, her last defence, I may have missed a couple, because I don't watch, or, like, New Japan, if I do- just can't watch uh, Road uh, Road to Korokan show, I'll skip it, but, like, her last defence I can think of was Zoe Lucas. No, I remember that. I remember Zoe Lucas def- um, being beaten about it. Uh, fucking, she's useless. <laughs> No, seriously. Like, it speaks volumes that the Red Pro Women's Champion is so shit. Yeah, it's it's a shame. Like, it's, like her spoiled brat gimmick could be cool. Like, that's, like, how come everyone ever given a spoiled brat gimmick is shit? But then again, you know, she is also hella young. She's uh, She is super young. But also, like, she didn't get better. 
She might get better though. She might, she might like she is super. But like Jamie Hayter went to Stardom and got better. Like B. Priestley went there and got better. Zoe Lucas had a tour and didn't really get better. It'll be interesting if she comes back yeah, and like, does another even tour. Like, I think Z- I haven't seen Zai Brooks run really, but she went and got better. So and that's Zai Brooks. That's great. Yeah, and, yeah. No, that's the thing. And now she's like stand up, one of the standouts of NXT UK. Mm. She just needs to get like that beyond that bubblegum baby face, and she'd be a champion yeah. contender. Um, and then the High Speed Championship, which is currently held by the AEW Women's Champion, Riho. The High Speed Championship is so fun. Like You wouldn't have seen a High Speed Championship <clears throat> match yet, wouldn't you? Not yet. No, there wasn't one on this show. It's Imagine, you know the speed of like old X Division matches? Mm-hmm. Imagine that on like times two speed. But like we don't do crazy, there's mostly like quick dashes to get a pin rather than like big moves. But yeah. it's not like power moves. But like, you, Hazuki made a rule while she was champion and it's hilarious. It's like, Anyone um, fast and with abs. <laughs> That's amazing. What a ruling that is. But the thing is, that didn't, because Def Yamasan beat her for the championship. So well, that, 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 that rule clearly didn't hold. You know, when you said before we came on. Came yeah, on but she's one of those people. We'll get to her. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, before we came on air, you said, I've got some, I've got loads of questions to ask you about what you think about certain people. That's one it's of them. one of them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll get on to that in a minute. Um, but they've just announced a high-speed tournament, haven't they, as well? Like yeah. a round robin. Yeah, that's going to be really fun. Because they don't last long, but really fast matches. Like, there's a triple threat. Last high-speed match, because again, I don't want, they're normally defended on like, um, I think the last one defended on a Corican show was the one where Rio actually won it. Right. And it was not long, like seven minutes, maybe. Nice. Okay. But the last thing about Stardom, they're much shorter matches than we're used to as New Japan fans. Yeah. A um, couple more things then about watching Stardom, and this is something coming, again, from a new fan. Obviously, Stardom will, they have their own streaming service, which is extremely helpful. Um, it's actually a lot easier to navigate than people think it is. No, it's, I think it's in year and then you just scroll through the Exactly. Year. It's a lot easier to navigate than AJPW t- we've, we've uh, always, TV. We've always had it like that, but the, actually, New Japan recently got better. We've had like, we have now have yeah. years and we now, but like, um, because they switch provider, not all their back catalogue is on there, mm. which it, which was like, uh, so it was almost a killer for me like a year ago when I first got somewhat interested. Because I was like, oh, I want to watch Because it was that. It was like, Io Shirai, Kairi Sane. I was like, yeah. I want to watch that. But then I was like, but really, like, they're not the current product. I, I'd want to see the current product. So Yeah, no, I no, that's fair enough. Although Io Shirai could be the current <laughs> Though, yeah, if you are to believe what is being said, Io Shirai might well be on her way back to stardom for she's, big money. She's missing that good evil dick. <laughs> Honestly, did not realise that evil and no, Shirai were as, engaged. Isn't it like, as soon as you hear that, it's like, that makes too much sense. It makes complete sense, yeah, absolutely. It's like hearing of like, Sonata was Eddie Guerrero's illegitimate... Love child. Yeah. <laughs> like, he went to New Japan and got frisky with one of the locals. <laughs> um, so... On Stardom, where you get to, it's very, very easy to navigate. You go to the uh, year and then all the matches. The matches are loaded up individually. They are not loaded up in one show, though they are in a set. So mm-hmm. it is quite easy to yeah, obviously navigate to the like, next match. Watch next, then it's. Yeah, exactly. Very, very easy. You don't easy. need to like click the translate button to navigate. No, it's, it's really it's, easy. It's really intuitive, yeah. Um, something else as well all the promos and everything are translated into English and yeah. have English subtitles. But that is incredibly helpful in. Uh, working out storylines for a newcomer. It believe it or not, it looked like they were dropping that. 
We're not, do, we're not doing that now, but like in the middle of the five star um, Grand Prix, it looked like we were about to drop it, and people and then people were like, "Well, I'm cancelling," and they panicked and brought the dude back because, like, seriously, like if I just wanted to watch really good matches with no context, I just go on YouTube. You know what? Yeah, exactly. You go and watch, you know, all Japan or pro wrestling. Noah from well, the noughties. Well, you do. Yeah, that is a good <laughs> point. Um, and. Another thing as well, and again, this this is going to go one or two ways. Either it will put you off completely or or otherwise it will help you immerse yourself in the match. I find a bit jarring to start off with is that we don't... It's not just Japanese commentary and no English. You it's don't have commentary. any commentary you at all. You commentary. Um, but here's the thing, though. Stardom mostly go for, like, Japanese audiences for a live crowd and then, mm. like, internationally for... Now, yeah. I think if you look at Stardom on subscriptions, it could be wrong, but it's like almost half and half. Yeah. I so mean... like, at that point, like, why bother if most of your fans aren't Japanese speakers anyway? And also, since all the stories, all the promos are subtitles, you're not losing out on... Apart from, like, maybe move names? Yeah, potentially. But, like, quite frankly, the Fire Pro DLC has helped. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, very quick, I need to rant about this. The most overpriced for what you get DLC. <laughs> I, I still bought it. But... Obviously, because you're a massive, massive stardom mark. <laughs> and a massive... I have 860 hours in Fire And that's just the PC version. I also have the PS4 version. Why do you have both? Because the PS4 a... version was on sale, Rob. I'd be losing money if I didn't buy it. <laughs> but no, no it literally, literally, it's because I have the mod pack on um, one and you can't play career mode with the mod pack. Because it cra- it barks your safe out. So you can't play Stardom in. No, you can. You just can't play the New Japan Career Mode. So right. like literally, I got it was like fifteen quid on PSN. So I was like, well, I'm gonna get the fifteen quid PSN version so I can play Career Mode. Right. So okay. like, cause, yeah, a career a good Career Mode worth fifteen quid. So. Yeah. All right. Um, you you do potentially miss out on that, but then. Rather than all Japan, who have decided that no, no graphics, no graphics at all, no English fans should enjoy this product. No, no, apparently no one should because the fucking dude who does the what what is normally his name, the ring announcer, that's normally his name. He fucking speaks so lowly that you can't hear. You can't quite pick up what he says now. No, exactly. And to be fair, they also don't put like they don't put the names in like. And England, I know, like in New Japan, it's it's all like Okada Kazuchika instead of Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. But like down, so like someone mentioned, um, I forget his name, but like the Dragon Gate guy who was in the junior tournament in All uh, Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Know, but yeah. we should remember his name because he won. <laughs> Care, right. You carry on. I'm going to try. And um. Find out. But he was like, oh, so you know him? Uh, I was talking to someone I know who likes Dragon Gate. It's like, oh, so you know him? Then I'm like, wait, what? I'd look good and say, oh, he's Dragon Gate, I don't want Dragon Gate. It's like, yeah, but it was in the Old Japan Korokan show. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he's that really good one, because Old Japan have really bad juniors. Um, Yokosuka. Yeah, there we go. Who's like, uh, who, so you know him? I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, sorry, they have the names in the wrong order, so my brain didn't immediately go. It's like, yeah. and I'm not being funny, but if you have like the translation option there anyway, it shouldn't be that hard to flip them. No, I agree. Um, but then again, all Japan have enough problem drawing domestically, so don't blame them for not going for an international market. Basically, what we're saying here is, if anyone from Stardom ever ends up listening to this podcast, we are available. 
to do commentary. Oh, mate, fucking... I'm, I'm, I finish uni in May. I'm going to need a fucking job. Please, I will do it for pennies. <laughs> I just need to shut my CV. <laughs> I think you might need to drop the swearing. I'll tell you what, we'll do, we'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it twice. We'll do an over 18... Because to be fair, when you, you've watched a couple of progress shows now, how how much more impactful is it when Glenn Joseph goes, "Holy shit!" It is. It's really impactful, isn't it? I imagine someone like Session Moth would be well into that. Yeah, no. as would Jamie Hayter. Yeah, well, yeah, basically all the guy jeans. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, fucking Tam Nakano looks like she's never heard a swear word in her life. Yeah, Tam Nakano looks incredibly sweet until she starts kicking you in the fucking head. Oh yeah, and but to be fair, Hannah Kamara would probably love it because during the five star Grand Prix, I do. Um, so during the five star Grand Prix, she was like, um. <laughs> Today I'm facing Tam, the shitty little trash panda. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. So, we are here today basically to review the one show really, and then Chris has obviously got some notes on the New Year Stars shows that have been going on at the beginning of January. And then you have the January 4th show. And then I have the January 4th show as well. And we've also got some notes based on uh, what's happened in the year-end climax uh, leading into the anniversary show as well. Uh, but we're going to go for the year-end climax 2019, which took place on Christmas Eve from Corican Hall with an attendance of 1,334. That's more that... than all Japan. <laughs> I know. I know. It is. It's a decent run. It's a decent and show. Fair, this is like... A mo- Saturn's more consistent than all Japan. Like, if you look at our ratings... <laughs> I don't know if you put them up yet, but our ratings from the January 3rd... Yeah, the one with Violent Giants. No, that'd be the second. Um, the Valen Giants versus Zeus. And, yeah, like where yeah. Back Card did not pick up until the junior matches started. No, I agree. It was a, it was very much a card of two halves. Oh, did, like fucking, I thought Tajiri could still go. Fuck with I was wrong. Jesus, yeah. That, no, I agree. Um, but this this card as a whole um, was really good. That's um, what I'm trying to. It's really consistent. Yeah, I mean the cage match rating at the moment stands at eight point one four. I love the current rating. I love when I don't trust Adam fans with ratings though. Well. There's like, a couple of things that I take issue with in a couple of these matches, so we'll uh, we'll get into that. Last one was Stardom fans seem to pretend there's no like issues with Stardom. I mean, actually, be worth like they're also, like they're much like New Japan and WWE in the sense that they are quite predatory with um, merch because that's where they make most of their money. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, I'm pretty sure everyone on there is making a little uh, living wage. Well, a, a wage they can live on, whether it's a living wages. No, I agree. It's not. It's not up to public scrutiny because it's not public, but you know everyone seems to be living all right. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, should we dive into this card then? Yeah. So we started with a dark match, the six-man tag match. A dark match that was uploaded. Yeah, what which was the uploaded, therefore completely rendering the need it's, for dark match. It's because it's before like the opening ceremony. No, yeah, I agree. Where Hannah Kimura attacked the. <laughs> it was amazing. Head of Bushi we'll Road. <laughs> So it was the team of 3838 tags. So Saya, Alida, Saya, Kamatani, sorry, and it's Suki Hoshino defeating the Queen's Quest team of Hina and Leo Onazaki and Rina in 8 minutes and 5 seconds. Chris, what did you think of this match? Apparently, Sia is my age. I do not believe that for a second. I sent, I sent you a photo to the group chat. Doesn't she look like 15? I don't think it's the fact that she looks 15. I think it's the fact that you look 35. <laughs> Thanks, mate. It's for confidence boost. Is why I come to see you guys every year. 
<laughs> I've stopped getting ID'd, man, which is awful. That's because you've got a massive beard no, and a massive head of hair. It's not just that. The glasses do add, like, age to my face. Oh, my God. they do. You can't see this because it's a podcast and only audio content. But genuinely, Chris wearing glasses is a completely different animal than the Chris wearing no glasses. I've tried these are my bad glasses I was telling about on the last podcast. Um, like the square ones, you see me in square ones in like my profile picture. Don't I still look young with the square ones? Mm. Well, I look younger. You look younger than me. But well, I mean, like that's not hard. You're so fucking sixty-five, but. <laughs> I mean, I'm 29, but that's just, <laughs> Yeah, let's go with that, mate. You're pushing middle-aged. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, but this match, um, what did you think? Honestly, I'm going to give you a tip right now. For the most, um, Apart from when these guys are uh, featured in, with major stars of like putting a tournament or something like that, ignore these matches. Hmm. They, are, like, they are basically young line matches. They're five minutes, so that you're not losing anything. You do like just want to watch a full card. Hmm. But... Like, for the most part, they're all pretty standard. They basically show what they learned in class this week. And, like, you'll see their progress when they get up to yeah. um, beat both places. Like, I will, I will say that these pe- um, these ra- these workers, they are very young. Like, some, I think the youngest on there is 14. I know. To be fair, you can't... One of the people in one of the main card matches are 14. So yeah, you could tell that though. To be fair, yeah, no, that's the thing. We don't try to make them look older, which I kind of, I kind of respect, but also it's Japan, so kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's mind-boggling, absolutely mind-boggling. The thing is, though, like if you, I know, like in Japan, it's probably a weird thing. Uh, it's like there's probably people who are weird about it, but like over here, I'm just sort of like these are better than half the people I see at local shows. Mm. They've got the they're tremendous talent. Um, it's, it's because it's like a dojo training system. So. I was just going to ask: Is there a name? that is given to these, you know, like they are referred to as young lions. No, they're kind of just like the young ones. They're just the young ones. They're just put on at the start of the show. Like the rookies, yeah. Like, there's sort of like, there's like unofficial name. I don't think there's an official name. I'd know if there was commentary. That is true. Ironically enough. But, um, yeah, it's just a lot of drop kicks. They pull out some cool moves. They all, they're all amazing for their age. Yeah. I'll say that because they're fucking... like, I have nieces older than these people. So, mm. I think I have a niece that's my age, but you know. <laughs> what? My, my oldest brother's 38, so. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, we moved on then to the main card, and this started with a ceremony held by the owner of Bushi Road. This did not go over well. <laughs> no, it did not go over well, particularly with one member of the Stardom roster. Okay. Very quickly, um, it's worth mentioning right now Bushi Road has changed up how they run Corican Joe's. Okay. Because you didn't notice what, because you watched the Tamarissa match earlier mm-hmm. this year. Um, you didn't notice the set design is different. That's debuted on this show. And this is the first Corican show since. Oh, okay. So, like, they've, they're coming out like a normal wrestling show as opposed to before where we had the ramp. Like, at first I didn't like it, but as I went through the, through the show, I'm like, well, to be fair, the old stardom ramp for Corican looks shite. So, like, I'd rather have, like, the more <clears throat> traditional Corrigan look in that case because it makes them look a bit... Because, right, I, this is the fullest I've ever seen for a stardom show. It it was it was lit very well. I think that helped. But, yeah. you know, you're no, pulling... That's, that's it's not... A lot of the time, because, like, they'll do the dive and they'll do the dive on, like, the right side of the ring mm. from the hard cam. And then they'd look up slightly and you'd see all the empty seats. Well, there was a couple of dives and you could see just how close the audience were to the... To no, the ring. exactly. But to be to be completely fair, it's not all Japan don't sell out um, Korokin. Like even Noah, who uh, who just did well in Sumo, don't always sell out Korokin. So it's like 
the only it's it's worth mentioning that New Japan do have a somewhat monopoly right now. And yeah. In some ways, that for Western audiences, that's fine. I'm sure for Japanese audience audiences, that's really frustrating. But um, honestly, I like I saw people complaining about it because like they're really scared Bushi Road are gonna fuck Stardom. And to be fair, I'm slightly scared they're just gonna turn Stardom into New Japan because that's just not the style. No, but like this show sort of delayed some of my fears because like this definitely wasn't New Japan. No, it was just it was just it was your typical Stardom show. No, exactly. But I see no in terms of like just pure con in terms of production, I see a difference in terms of like pure content. Honestly, it's just production values is what's changing because there's also like this is the first Stardom show I've seen in a while. I think I've missed the last few shows with um, sponsors on the ring. Yes, and honestly, I do like that. I yeah. think it makes it look more legit because like you know like UFC has like sponsors on the. Like, yeah. I honestly have literally like I liked it when Impact did it when they had sponsors on there and then TNA were like no one wanted to sponsor TNA. <laughs> Who have a pay per view this week that I didn't realise? Oh no, they have a pay per view this weekend. It's tomorrow, isn't it? Hard to kill. Yeah. Oh, we should stay. No, I said we should stay up. You're going home. Um, yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> I'm not stopping for it. Um, so it's RVD versus Callahan. That's going to be shite. No, it's not. It's Callahan versus Tessa. Is it? Fucking when's Tessa? When's Avidy versus Callahan has been advertised to me? I'd... Wasn't that at the bash at the brewery show? That probably was. It speaks volume that we don't trust RVD to draw anymore. That's because he makes out with his girlfriend, and that is it. To be completely fair, I kind of in, I kind of enjoy that he's sort of like I'm an old man with money, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking, he's the Godfather now. He's like the high Godfather. Um. So we had this. Obviously, this um, <laughs> this opening ceremony, right. which was bizarre. What pissed me off? He was like, "I never saw a Stardom show before November first when we purchased it." I'm like, "Fuck it!" So you're so you're literally just going, "Yeah, we're trying to create a monopoly." Fuck it! I didn't. I didn't see it like that. I saw it as a moment where you know people are a little bit unsure of the Bushi Road purchase, and they're sort of leaning into that to you know get people like Anakamura who came out to bash this guy in the fucking head you know just that little bit more momentum and yeah, even build yeah. her up even more I don't think it's um, I, the chances of them never having seen a stardom match before making this huge purchase nah, well, maybe he it. personally didn't but like everyone like, I was just people, uh, here's the thing though um, in terms of like predict, like we still had the photo ops of Rossi going into the hmm. title match so like traditions haven't changed so like Honestly, this if this this would be like Bushi Road's big statement, their first big show, and uh, yeah. and like with the exception of production values, nothing really changed. So no, nothing at all, and I, I don't think there will be. There's been rumblings it, for years and years and years and years and years about an IWGP Women's Division, and I think I, don't want men, I think many people are seeing the Bushi Road purchase of Sardom mm. as a step towards that. I, Reading the don't people seem to assume when you say don't want that, it's, and it's like it's because I don't want one of them in New Japan product. If Stardom had sh- had matches on New Japan, I'd be very happy about that. You can attest to that from when it was announced and that we'll be wrestling yeah. Tokyo Dome, and then how annoyed it was when it was a tap. But um, I, New Japan can barely book the divisions we have, so I don't want them to add another division on that that they went, which will then be in the process of not being able to book properly because they're spending too much time on the bigger divisions. Which I don't blame them, but like, look, look where the junior division is. And I understand, like, um, the Saddam Ross is bigger, but like, they'll get maybe one title match a tour, maybe. That's what I was thinking. I think if they were to create, say, you know, the IWGP uh, Women's Championship was created, 
and it effectively was just another Stardom Championship. I think it would probably be defended on Stardom shows, and then on maybe you get it on a Dominion, a King Pro Wrestling, honestly, and a Wrestle Kingdom. I'd say sure, but like Stardom has too many championships. So like, honestly, just have like yeah. the Red Belt defended on like the Undercarriage and Taku or something, and then. Like, I think they did it right this year by it's a match that's not going to be televised, so let's just get our biggest names: Mayu Iwatani, mm-hmm. uh, Arisa, Hanakamura, and then Julia for some reason. Um, <laughs> let's let's get them all we'll, in a match we'll and sort of showcase it. We'll get on to Julia. Oh, yeah. we'll get on to Julia. Anyway, so like uh, Hannah came out going, "You don't even follow me on Twitter." He's like, "Oh fuck, do I not follow you on Twitter?" And then she slaps him and leaves, and it was great because not the pu- it's not the purchase of uh, of. Stardom that Hannah Kamara has an issue with. It's her Twitter followers. Oh, well, yeah, fucking. Obviously, she... gotta get did them you know, followers. Did you notice when, like, this, um, there was 17 minutes of, like, darkness left? Yes, I did notice. That was a weird formatting error, wasn't it? It was a little bit. It was like someone forgot to turn off the recording I equipment. I when I first pressed play, I'm like, oh, fuck, we have fucking 20 minutes of this. That's what I thought as well. Um, though, to be fair, I did think when I first started watching it that the uh, Hazuki retirement match was going to be 50 minutes. And I was like, that's bollocks. No. What? Nobody just had the ceremony. Yeah, it? obviously, I forgot about the ceremony. But this was followed by the opening of the main card with a six man tag team match with a Wida Tai team of Jamie Hayter, Session Moth Martina, and Natsu Samir defeating the Tokyo Cyber Squad team of Death Yamasan, Jungle Kiona, and Ruaka in seven minutes and 14 seconds. So, I have several questions about the characters in this match. I'll Please go to, do. I'll go on to the most egregious at the end. So, Natsu Simiri, what do you think? Um, she is the Japanese Martina. <laughs> she, last thing, she didn't used to be. She used to just be a sex pervert, but then Martina came over and got, and took around the sesh. And was... <laughs> it was, it was literally just watching three women go out on Christmas night to fight, try and find a decent karaoke bar so they could drunk sing Fairy Tale in New York. Um, so very quick, quickly. Um, Hater isn't always like that. When like when Hater's in like a serious match, he's a fucking bruiser. You've She's, seen Hater in AEW. So. I've seen Hater in AEW, and I've seen her in a couple of tag matches mm-hmm. in Stardom I've never seen her in a singles match but she strikes me as someone who could be an absolute beast in when that she, division when she's older <laughs> when she's older because she is another one she's who is had a, stupidly young she had a white belt match um, against Arisa which was it was pretty good it was you can tell sort of um, Jamie's still a tiny bit green but like you can see the potential in her which I, has me really excited I can see that being that will be a great match in a few years. Yeah. At the moment, I can see that as being well, quite a clash um, of styles. Hater got a surprise win in the um, five star. So you told me about this. You said of all the people to beat Teresa, why have Jamie Hater? Have this is her? this is before like Jamie Hater started showing her potential. Yeah. You have to understand before she came to Stardom, the only exposure I had to her was she got squashed by a think Viper on an NXT UK show I went to. Right, okay. So, like, she was a weird one to bring up, because, like, you have a million ICW talents to squash, why not squash one of them? Yeah, and Jamie Hayter doesn't strike... You look at her, she doesn't instantly strike you as jobber. She strikes me as half a girl of the match with on Tinder, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Just terrifying. (laughs) Um, Um, So, um... You know Session Moth. You like Session Moth. I like Session. It's impossible not to like Session Moth. She's just a good time wherever yeah, she goes. I saw, I saw. I once saw her in a match against Viper, and Viper threatened her with deodorant. It was amazing. <laughs> um, and um, so, Jungle Kiona, isn't she just... She's great. I 
isn't it like such a misjustice that she's not being pushed? In this match, I mean, it's a it's a seven minute six woman tag. Yeah. So, but those not, lariats. The lariats were great. She was she was the Best she was the match. main part of this match. No, also, like her entrance would be gone. I think. Then again, all the main there's like three men. It's sort of like an LJ where you have like Naito, Sonata, Evil. Is you have sort of like and then everyone else ha- around them. Yeah, so so you sort of like Hannah, Konami, um, Jungle. Jungle. Um. Yeah, I, I thought she was great. I just again, it was more about the are we the Thai common uh, comedy in yeah. this? You know, the drinking, the spitting and out all the alcohol onto the umbrella and stuff like that. Daffy Yamas. <laughs> right. So, do you have questions? Okay. She, so, both going to jump tag doing tag league. Um, Daffy Yamas and infected Hannah. I, I saw this. I saw the face paint. I mean. Def Yamasan is a very small person who just shouts Def! Def! Yamasan Def! And she doesn't even do it in time. No, like, she doesn't. Don't, don't do the moves if you can't do it in time. She's literally doing this dance routine with her hands and saying Def at points that don't match with the hand gestures and it's all very frustrating and it takes away from the fact that she's you know, a semi-alright wrestler. Every time I talk to like a Stardom fan before I have to block them because it turns out they're fucking creeps half the time. But um, no, seriously, you have no problem how hard it is to find a safe space to talk about Stardom. But uh, she's they're like, oh, she's actually a really accomplished Joshi wrestler. I'm like, I don't care what she did in the past. I'm not watching what she did in the past. Honestly, it is. <sighs> she is one of the reasons that I have to vehemently defend why I like pro wrestling. <laughs> To be completely fair, the only people I ever need to actually defend my love of wrestling from is um, my brother, and he's a cunt anyway. So, like, I'm just sort of like, he literally walked in, I was watching New Japan, and he was like, faking gay. I'm like, why do you think I like it? <laughs> <laughs> Those are my two favourite things. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing really to say about this match. It was a comedy match. I liked the um, umbrella to counter the beer. I did like the, yeah. It was all building towards that, wasn't it? I did like that. I feel sorry for Joe because, like, if you look at all like the Stardom jokes, are you checking Newcastle again? I'm sorry, I'm checking the Newcastle goal because it should, in theory, be full time. Um, uh, we're still one-one with Wolves for anyone who gives a shit. Jungle. Uh, every time you see like uh, one of those Stardom memes where like it's four people about to attack one person, it's always Jungle in the middle of it going ah. <laughs> so like, I keep feeling sorry for her. Yeah, but also. Um, I liked how she finally fought back against this. And then Natsu picked up the win for something. I guess it's because it was basically a young boy on the other side. But like, um, yeah. I'd... Also, if um, the post-match promo when Saki turned is to be believed, um, she's going to be leading away to Tyson. I just, I don't... There wasn't really a lot what... of momentum to be had after th- this match. What did you think of her um, Bronco Buster? This was something I was going to bring up, yeah. And then... Her Bronco Buster, I assume, is sort of stemming from her sex pervert gimmick from yeah. before. Um, Bronco Buster not... and then just rubbing her crotch in the face of, I believe it was Ruaka. Yeah, which is disturbing because she's underage. But um, yeah. also, um, sometimes her eyes go back to the back of her skull. 
it's it was very peculiar. And then Session Moth joined, joined in. Oh, but she often does that. And then we invited Jamie, which to be fair, we don't normally do. Yeah, so at least Jamie was included this time, but I think Jamie missed. Um, <laughs> She's not used to getting some. So there you go. We, uh, yeah. It was it was a weird first match to watch, I'll be perfectly honest. Yeah, this probably was. Like, if I was to choose somewhere for you. Then again, I did say Disco Watch, but, but I expected you to skip the undercard because I didn't think you'd be wanting to do a podcast. But... <laughs> <laughs> And then I surprised you and you were all like, yay! Yes. To be fair, this next match should have been the opener. It should have been. Uh, the Artist of Stardom title match with Queen's Quest, the current champions, AZM... Azumi. Azumi, thank you. Momo Watanabe and Yutami Hayashishita defeating the Stars team of Saki Kashima, Starlight Kid and Tam Nakano in 11 minutes and 52 seconds. So very quickly, the speed of which Starlight and Azumi starts. Every single bit... Of Starlight Kid Exchange was great. No, that's thing. Both, but... both Starlight and Azumi, the lightning because they're, they're they're basically who the high speed championship is made for. Yeah. So. The problem that I have with the exchanges is that some of it, and this is an issue I have with a match later on as well. Quite botchy. Not necessarily botchy. It was. Don't get me wrong. I am not one of those people that thinks wrestling is real. I am perfectly aware <laughs> that it is choreographed. But there is a way of making it look like it's not choreographed. Whereas there was bits in this match, and don't get me wrong, you can't blame Exhaustion, it was 11 minutes, uh, nearly 12 minutes long. But there were bits in this match, and I think it was between Starlight Kid and Azumi, where it was very obvious they knew what move was coming next, and it was a routine, as opposed to it being a natural match. So say like, you know, and I know I'm comparing apples to oranges here, but the the title match, Mayu, Tommy and Kagetsu, at no point did I feel like I knew or they knew what move was coming next. It's the same with the Arisa and Konami match or even the um, Hanukkah and Julian match to a lesser extent because that was more of a brawl. But yeah, it was very much a case of waiting for the next move, blocking it. Just that millisecond's pause mm-hmm. and it, it happened quite a lot and that's why I asked you before the podcast if Starlight Kid was one of those rookies that we were talking about before because yeah, I noticed both, it more with both, her. They're both quite young. She's not... She's been wrestling on us about being a rookie, but at the end of the day, she's been going like maybe three or four years. So. Mm. Okay. Like, she's not, like, that's the point where most people become young lions. Yeah. So, like, we can't, on, and to be honest, as since this is basically what the high speed championship is. Yeah. It's sort of like an X division type thing. So, like, as a sideshow, I'm fine with it, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, it was um, fine. Like, as long as it's not for the title, I'm honestly fine with that. Um, there's actually some King's Road shit where we st- where both Azumi and Starlight started kicking out of each other's finishes. Yes, yeah, they did. It was weird. At, what, at one. Yeah, to be fair, it's because they're paired up in every fucking tag match. I mean, Starlight Kid, I mean, you look at how she's, you know, how she's built. She's not a power, she's not power game. She's not like, it's not like Masawa kicking out one or anything. Exactly. I mean, even compared to Azumi, yeah. it's it's not like she is a power game. So Honestly, to have her kick out t- of any finisher at one is... Very. If Starlight took off her mask and was from ten year old Nathan, like that makes too much sense. It well, makes complete like, sense. When the fuck have you been going to Japan? But um, yeah, there's one thing I liked from Starlight in this match, which was the six one nine fake out into another six one nine. Yeah, she tried the six one nine through the top and middle rope. Yeah, missed that or whoever it was moved. I think it was. Um... It, like, she literally she just like flopped to the bottom and she was like, yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was on Momo, but I could be wrong. And then she fl- obviously flopped to the middle of the bottom rope. Did it yeah. then? Um, there was a moment where um, Stars did the dives onto the outside on Queen's Quest. Oh, and fucking Starlight almost necked herself. Starlight 
honestly, she dived into the crowd. And I don't know if she misjudged the jump or if whoever was catching her didn't catch her right or caught her too low. But honestly, I feared for a life. Yeah, it was guy. terrifying. Um, I like Tam Nakano's Matrix shit. Tamnaka, <laughs> and then she did that with I think Utami, and Utami did the same. Yeah. Um, Tamnakano looked great for the very very little time she was actually in the ring. Her kicks I think looked she, great. I think a lot of whenever Azumi and Starlight are about to be over, everyone else is like, oh. give them the time to sort of improve. I think it's more. Oh, we can take a break. Yeah, <laughs> she did the DDT sort of double team as well, which is quite cool. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Momo? Great. She is great. She apparently she's one of those people Bushi Road aren't gonna push. She's the white but she's who Arisa won the white but and again she's getting a title shot. Spoilers. But uh, Spoilers, yeah. I was just gonna say, but yeah, she um She seemed great, she seemed put together, she seemed She's only like nineteen, twenty years old. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This roster's absolutely mental. Oh, that's the thing. The um, combined age of either of these teams is younger than Garth's. <laughs> Amazing. Um, we're just getting another bullying until he gets here, because yeah. we still need to pay him for the room. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I still need to pay him for the room, of course. Um, what do you think of... By the way, Itami with a deadlift German? Jesus Christ. She's... Absolutely savage. She's... A Fucking monster, isn't she? She really is, and um, she doesn't look it, does she? She just looks like a regular person. The fact that she is as young as she is and as effectively inexperienced and new as she is, she doesn't look green. But she's everything she does is quite seamless. She does everything very well. Again, the entire Queen's Quest team seemed very, very good, very slick. um, Apart from the odd exchange of Starlight Kid, which I brought up before. Well, overall, this match was, you know, it was great at what it was, just being your standard 12-minute, six-man tag team better, title defence. Six-woman. Better than New Japan. <laughs> Far better That's, than New Japan. Um, it's because um, Stardom roster is so small that they have to put... They have to put emphasis on every title, I understand no, that. It's not just how they have to put stars in every division, because of lies. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, you see Rhea, who's, like, probably the biggest international star they have because of AEW. Yeah. Um, she's like the fifth biggest champion. So, I mean, there's a lot of championships lot of that championships. we went through at the start, considering the roster is relatively small compared to yeah. most companies. What do you think of Momo's finisher, the Peach Sunrise? Um, disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely horrendous. And <laughs> was it Saki who got pinned? I think so. Which makes sense because yes, it was. It was Saki Kashima that got the only pinned. One we haven't really bring and. She landed so high on a neck. Oh, if you if you don't like this, you're not gonna like anything Mayo ever does. But oh no, trust me, I know. But it was I don't know whether it was the way she landed or if she just landed a little bit funny because yeah. I know she's, you're supposed to land on like the top of your shoulders and bottom part of your neck. Sometimes they just ignore that. Advice yeah, fuck it, why not? But um, I feared for her safety. To be honest, with Saki, I don't like it. Jesus, with Sa- Saki's on those. I'm trying to think of someone like Dolph Ziggler, really good at moves, not good at anything. Like, Not good at putting a story together no, in the ring. That's the thing. Saki is good at her moves. Like, Alundra Blaze is sort of the best comparison, I think. Okay. Well, like, her moves are, like, really good, really crisp. But, like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, We'll move on, then. Um, Next was the Hazuki retirement match, and we'll get into a little bit of this in a moment. 
um, with Natsuka Tora defeating Hazuki in 40 minutes and 49 seconds. You assume from a retirement match that this person is either a veteran or they've been wrestling a long time, or, you know, they've just come to the point where, you know, their body has just given out. You know, look at Manabu Nakanishi, for example. However, Hazuki is 22 years old. She's my age. And she is retiring from wrestling. Here's the thing. She's always made clear that wrestling is to be a stage in her life. Yeah, she's... Sorry, I've got the uh, official... um, (laughs) I've got the official Wrestling Observer um, thing about Kagatsu and Hazuki. If Uh, I can find it. um, The thing... Word was Hazuki when I read a a month ago when this was um, announced that she just wanted wrestling to be part of her life and not her whole life. And she was like, well, I've wrestled the MSG. That was basically my dream. So, And she's done that at 22 years old, which is just absolutely ridiculous. The official then um, wrestling observer, obviously, Hazuki and... Are you forgetting your subscribe to the observer? I am, yeah. Um, so, for those who don't know, um, Kagetsu, who was in the main event, uh, she retired, well, she announced her retirement the following day. So Christmas Day, she announced that she'd be retiring from stardom. Um, and retiring from wrestling. Um, and basically, it came as a little bit of a shock to people. Um, so this is what Dave Meltzer has to say, because it links in, actually, with um, the announcement that Hazuki would be retiring as well. So, Kigetsu 27, who held the World of Stardom She's title, only 27. She's 27. She looks 40. She, and honestly, I thought she was older than that. She moves incredibly, but we'll get to that in the main event. Who held the World of Stardom title in the early part of this year, announced her retirement on Christmas Day. This came after losing a power struggle and also ties into the retirement of Hazuki. Kagetsu, born Yukara Ishino, quit high school after nine grade to become a wrestler with the Sendai Girls promotion and debuted at 15 and was a full-timer at 16. She left Sendai Girls in 2015, joined Stardom in 2016. She held a number of titles, the biggest being the World of Stardom title, which she won on June 9th, 2018 from Tony Storm and held it until May 4th, 2019, when she lost it to Beat Priestley, which of course we mentioned earlier. Her last match in stardom will be on the 26th of January in her home city of Osaka, and she will be pro- promoting a retirement show on her own on the 24th of February in Osaka. Hazuki retired with her last match on Christmas Eve. Of course, this is what we're re- uh, reviewing now at Karakuen Hall. Kigetsu was in charge of training all the women, and Hazuki was her best student, and then became her most trusted ally. In a sense, Hazuki, because of that, also had significant locker room power. Kigetsu's management style is compared to that of Bill Watts, and that doesn't fly in today's world. She was finding people when they were late and taking away their personal time. Management stepped in once and told them not to do that, but she continued to do the same thing. Most of the women came to management to protest Kigetsu being in charge. A vote was held, and Kigetsu was voted out as the head trainer and locker room boss. With her out of power, both Kigetsu and Hazuki lost interest in the company. Hazuki decided to retire basically feeling that wrestling in Madison Square Garden in April was a goal that she had achieved. But that also explains Kigetsu constantly bad-mouthing the new owner since Bushi Rhodes' purchase was announced, which led to her announcing a retirement, putting a positive spin on it by saying stardom is in good hands with Mayu in charge. For the public, Kigetsu said her retirement had nothing to do with Hazuki, and that Hazuki's retirement may have been due to more difficult times than pleasant ones. Well, she did allude to that in a promo, which was auntie. But, like, it's we're talking a lot about retirement. It's not a ton to talk about in this match other than Hazuki refused to fucking die. <laughs> yeah. Um, great match. Great singles match. Um, it made me quite sad that this is the last time I'm going to see Hazuki. I think she has a lot to offer wrestling. But 
the if, last I kept seeing her thinking you're gonna because she had a match against Arisa earlier this year mm-hmm. and that was like nine out of ten great stuff and yeah it's just it's like it's like losing me from Podmania. It's like so much young talent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you are definitely the youngest and most talented of our uh, of our podcast hosts. I mean, certainly. Young Lion did used to outdraw your impact reviews. It did, yes, it did. <laughs> um, perhaps not the wisest thing we ever did, um, but yeah, it, I think Azuki as she carried on, she was she was nailed on World of Stardom champion. Yeah, and that's white, um, white belt was her minimum. So yeah, and but fair play to her. If she's able to walk away, you know, saying she's achieved a dream and everything. It's a shame if both Hazuki and Kagetsu's retirement has been f- sort of forced because of... But honestly, with Kagetsu, if she was running like Bill Watts, fuck off. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I honestly, think. I'd rather... In Kagetsu's case, I'd rather have the loss of talent than the abuse of talent. But at the same time, if Hazuki did get caught in the crossfire, which to be fair, it's basically hearsay. Exactly. We're simply just going off what Dave Meltzer has reported there. It's essentially hearsay, and the official word is she just wanted to be it to be a. And to be fair, she said that a few times before, I believe. So, like, I'm willing to go along with that phrase of argument just for the sake of ending it. Um, I'm surprised. As I'm both surprised and not surprised for Hazuki one. I'm more surprised that it's Totora, who's sort of like, who very clearly could not keep up with Hazuki. No, there was points in this match where Hazuki was clearly the, clearly the stronger competitor. I was going to ask you why. Tora was chosen as the last match for Hazuki. I still don't know. I, d- I didn't watch over Roti, so I couldn't tell you. Fair um, enough. She went, but she had actually had a match in um, Shimbaku. I keep forgetting. It's like one just outside of Tokyo. Um, it's basically the start of Marina at this point. And okay. um, she had a match against most of the start of Matt roster in one in a one minute match each. God, <laughs> it was. Absolute is it was weird. Yeah, <laughs> like um, Oedetai started fucking with her. Like you know that um, they got like the uh, bit of elastic pulled it halfway up the arena and let go. Oh no! Yeah, like, I did see that. Disgusting. Yeah, this is this is fine. Like the ceremony afterwards, Bushi Road wearing will eat the fucking heads, not licensing the fucking. The time it means. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's, so it's not a new. It's just a fucking bushy road thing, apparently. <laughs> it still does not beat Chris Jericho not being able to use his own, own fucking, fucking band's music. music. Yeah. No, like, that's just, ridiculous. You telling me Jericho doesn't have some pool with his perfect? Exactly. Um, yeah, the the time it only went on a while. I did skip through it. The only real notable part is um, a crying child. Yes. Hazuki apparently had a big influence on this child. I, I'm going to assume it's a younger brother or something. Yeah. Um, but it didn't actually say. Um, and Jungle Kiona slapped her. Yeah, because <laughs> absolutely fuck off, apparently. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jungle, she's nice. Holy shit, Jungle! Fucking calm down, Jungle! What was that for? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's sad to see her go. It was, it was a good match. It's not one I'd go back and rewatch. No, this is not. No, it's like, Fine, solid, nothing. Like, if you want a great um, Hazuki match, go watch your recent match from earlier this year. Shock of the day. Chris recommends in a recent match. It's, it's the only real, like, proper title opportunity Hazuki got there. So. Yeah, but, I mean, she was only 22, mate. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> so it's not exactly like... It's all very well saying she's only got no, one title opportunity. Is, she's 22. It's not like when Liger fucking retired, I'm like, go watch all the fucking these, right? No, I only have fucking, like, three years to work with. I find it baffling, absolutely baffling, that Liger 
hadn't held a championship since 2001. Yeah, no, and it's exactly. 2019, well, 2020 <laughs> when he retired. Because he's not Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> Triple J. Um, so, yeah, we move on then. And we move on to the singles match with Julia and Hannah Kimura going to a time limit draw at 15 minutes. Um, this stemmed from Julia's sort of leaving of Ice Ribbon, uh, the Joshi promotion. And coming into stardom, Hannah Kimura basically calling her out saying, let's see what you're made of. Um, and this led to what was effectively a knockout, drag-out brawl. Very quickly, have you seen any other Julia matches? Uh, no, I have not. The only two matches she's had so far are singles. And it's against Saki. And of course, I thought it would be a fucking good match. She's the Yoshihashi of New Japan. Of um, stardom, rather. And Hazuki, which was disappointing. And after all we've said about Hazuki being a good worker, that does surprise me. Well, I think she's not she's not old enough to carry people yet. There was there was moments in this match where I did think, oh, she's she's messed that up. I mean, her finisher, she tried to land it's three a shit, times. It's a shit Emma explosion. Yeah, the first one, I don't know if it was because they were trying to give the story of exhaustion because obviously we were getting closer to the finish. Yeah. But she botched that and it looked quite gnarly. Um, she managed to get the second one away. Um, Hannah Kimura looked great. She looked really intense in this match. It's the most intense I've ever seen Hannah. Yeah, it, it was a proper brawl. I mean, the uh, suplex on the outside looked gnarly as fuck. When Julie went for a run-up and just got smashed. Smashed in the, in the face with a chair. That was great. And then they started headbutting each other. They did. It, it was a really, really good. Honestly, yeah. this match was a 15-minute time limit and not a 20-minute. It would be higher. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. Because like in the last two or three minutes, the intensity sort of went. And it does. The... It does make me wonder though if Julia is more built then for this style of match than your quick paced matches against I, I your Hazukis or your Harissas. I, I don't know what like the ice ribbon style's like. So that might I've, be... I've got no frame of reference and, whatsoever. And honestly, Joshi fans are really shitty when you have questions. So like, I haven't. <laughs> I imagine that. She would do better against people like I know she's retiring, but Kagetsu, yeah, Jungle or Jungle, someone who's not very, very Konami. reliant on pace. Even though Kagetsu moved with such pace in that main event, I just couldn't believe it. Konami, who's like very submission based, yeah, she could have a good match against Konami, or like definitely. A Risa where you just need to hit her hard. B Priestley, yeah, but problem is B can't carry. No, B can't carry, and that's where Julie's got to step up. Certainly, I mean, they obviously. But again, start B, had them a, B had a really good match with Utami. So. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously putting a lot of stall in Julia because if you look at the entirety of their roster, it's Julia that they put on yeah, the Wrestle Kingdom it card. It was someone else in TCS who, if you look at videos, came down with Hannah. It was just... I don't know. I mean, if you've got the entirety of this roster and you've got... I mean, Mayu's a dead sir. Aris is a dead sir. Hannah Kimura is your most marketable um, woman on the roster. I mean, you could literally put anyone in a team look, with look her. At... Doesn't T- have to be storyline. TCS is stacked. We could have got one like TCS. If you look at like the actual list of people in there, is the largest one. Jungle. No, I think Jungle Konami, um, Rebel Cat, not Rebel Cow. <laughs> but do, do you see what I mean? Oh God! Can you imagine? Can you imagine Death Yamasan? Death! Death! Death Yamasan! <laughs> Fuck off! It'd be fifty thousand in Tokyo, John Rob. Can you can you imagine them all chanting Death? Just go away. Um, but yeah, it's it's probably the first match. The headbutts, Jesus Christ! On this card, and I would actually say 
It's yeah, great. check it out. Yeah, no, that's Vink. Um, uh, this is going to be confusing because I believe we both gave that seven. Yes, we did. Yeah, that's Vink. It's weird. Some, that's something I do see people get confused about in like any out of ten ratings. Seven's a good score. <laughs> seven and basically, think about it, half it for the Meltzer ratings. No, that's thing. It goes. That's about three point seven five. Yeah, somewhere. three and a half, three point seven five is roughly what I'd give it. That's the thing. In some places, um, seventy is an A. Exactly. Exactly. It's a first at university. Is it? Yes. Yeah, I got. An, I got seventy percent and got an A. So. Oh, well done, man. I'm proud of you. It's my first A. <laughs> oh, leave it in the comments, ladies and gentlemen. Tell me how proud of him you are. <laughs> yes. Send. Send me presents. Send me presents and also Tinder profiles. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm very lonely. Horny and alone. I never said horny, but... Was that just insane? Hey. hey. So we move on to the semi-main then. This was the Wonder of Stardom title match with the champion Orisa Hashiki defeating Konami in 16 minutes and 24 seconds. What did you think, Chris? But didn't gel as well as... Arisa had before. No, this I didn't. This went sixteen minutes, and they reached four, five, like at five gears. They probably reached gear three mm-hmm. and never got out of it. Yeah, and I don't know whether if this is because Konami spends so much time in charge, and she, as we've discussed, is very submission based. But if you and I don't want to keep comparing this to New Japan, but as it's the promotion I'm most familiar with. If you look at the Zack Sabre Jr. match, when Zack mm-hmm. Sabre Jr. is in charge, there's something about the way he does it, there's something about the charisma, there's something about him that means it's not boring. And I don't want to say that when Konami was in charge of the Konami's match... Konami's had really good matches. Yeah, and she is a very, very good wrestler. Konami, I enjoyed if, this match. If we're going to make a New Japan comparison, it has to be Sonata for Konami. Where, like, everything she does is... She's very technically proficient, but can have a problem connecting. Because, like, you have to admit, up until recently, Sonata had a massive problem with connecting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent, Especially with the Western audience. Yeah, no, exactly. No, that's because they still have the same problem. If they both do what they do so perfectly, but, like, they don't have any emotion on their face because it's just what they do. Yeah. It's Verand- I call it the Randy Orton problem because, like, whatever he does... Like, everything he does is slick as fuck. But at the same time, he cl- like he, he's clearly not impressed with himself and he sort of needs an element of that in wrestling. So, yeah. like, it's, it's kind of that problem. Um, to be honest, I don't think this is bad because you're not going to believe me. Well, you probably will. Because, but like, Arisa's had so much more. <laughs> Shock of the day, Chris says Arisa's right, had better matches. She's my favorite in the fucking promotion. Chris, we're not calling it the Arisa cast. I've told you. Just calm down, buddy. Um, no, I. It's they were having two very different matches. Yeah, is the no, best is the best way for me to describe it. As soon as we get out the submission, Arisa's kicking the shit out of her. Which, to be fair, it's the best part of this match. Yeah, I mean, Arisa's kicks are absolutely horrendous. Like, I mean, that's they one, look great. That's one thing I like about Saddam is that they can lay in a lot more because um, they're smaller, so it hurt. So it's like not gonna, like for example, if cultural Bushi's and Arisa's kicks are very different. Mm. Kota Ibushi's look more work because they have to be because if Kota Ibushi accidentally just kicked someone, they'd, he'd cave their ribs he'd in. kick their ribs out through their spine. No, exactly. Whereas Arisa does it, it's just going to hurt them a lot. Yeah, no, I It's sort of like that. the Walter thing where she kicks them really hard in really safe places. Apart from when we kick them. <laughs> Apart from that. Apart from the head. I mean, Konami just constantly worked the neck, didn't she? Yeah. And then uh, obviously just kept attempting to lock in the finishes. It's like um, that, it was like the Snada Osprey match from earlier in the G one. Yeah, it, it 
It's not a bad match. I mean, Cage Match gave it 7.89. I think that's a bit high. I'd give it a low 7. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a seven-star match yeah. for us, um, which again is you know about three and a half, three and three quarters, and that's not a bad score, but you watch Arisa and you expect a better match. Especially after all the fucking... <laughs> Especially after all the hype Chris has given it. It's, to be fair, you, even like the tan match from, from earlier early this year, which you weren't massive on, you can even go, yeah, that was a million miles better. I preferred, even though I had such a stick up my arse about that match, I preferred that match because it was exciting, it gripped mm-hmm. you, their styles meshed better. I've, I've got a feeling I'll like Konami matches and I will like Arisa matches, but I don't know, there was just Konami something about this here. matches were forgetting. Well, she won't anymore. <laughs> Stop it. Um, <laughs> to, if you want a good um, can I, yeah, the Kigetsu match from the five star and it's not long because five star matches are like 15 minute time limits but yeah and if you want to go to recent match the jungle match from earlier this year is just spectacular yeah you you do rave about that match so it might be worth me checking that one out um post match then arissa does eventually defeat konami post match she does um a post match promo uh, konami licks her hand for some reason don't know why that happened but yeah. she then says i've never had a woman lick my hand before which everyone laughed at i kind of like a like, like a reese is probably the most fucking Throws out the most clips of anyone. Yeah, she seemed very comfortable on the microphone, which is good. And with someone looking at her. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she then addresses the audience, wishes them Merry Christmas, says that... Um, and this was an interesting way of doing this. I like this. I'm going through all the people that defeated me in the five-star yeah, Grand Prix. Think, um, I like the fact that it's her challenging them. Yeah. That's, that seems to be a thing, like, especially during B Priestley's reign. Where like she'd keep challenging people, and she just challenged people within Queen's Quest. It's basically what Shawn Michaels did in Shoot. Yeah, and <laughs> um, but then like as soon as someone else challenged her, which was May, she lost. I think that's quite cool. Yeah, that's it's a nice storyline that you can go back to. Um, she challenges uh, Yutami Hayashita. Shishita. Um, <laughs> I like how she was like she had what six titles in two years. A fucking brat. <laughs> yeah, I did think it went from zero to one hundred. It was quite funny. Uh, she's. You know, she's gone from quipping about people licking a hand to calling Yutami a fucking brat, which yeah, was, I thought was great. It was absolutely amazing, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got, obviously, the Arisa-Yutami match set up for the anniversary show, I presume. Corrigan, yeah. Yeah, which is going to be another great show. Um, we've then got the World of Stardom title match, um, which is the main event with... Otherwise known as Fuck You, Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, otherwise, you know, as the Red Belt. Um, with the champion, Mayo Itani. Uh, defeating Kagetsu in 22 minutes and 17 seconds. What do you think, Chris? Well, I like about these two. It's kind of like Tano and Okada, they wrestle like people who have wrestled a lot. <laughs> they have counters to everyone's spots, is what I'm saying. They have very, very... They did have very good chemistry. This was the match that I enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. Um, the as you would of, assume, you know, it's, it's the title match. match. Of the night, yeah. um, and, I mean... <sighs> There were bits of it that I didn't necessarily enjoy. Are you looking at all the matches we've had together? Or... No, 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 I was looking at when the anniversary show was, sorry. Uh, um, um, but it's definitely not the best match, though, because um, Arisa didn't yeah. get hanged. I mean... <laughs> I was actually really surprised Arisa didn't get hanged, because that normally... No, me, sorry, made and just still in Arisa mode. Because <laughs> <laughs> normally, like, if Arisa faces... Fucking right. Normally, if Mayu um, faces Kagetsu, Mayu gets hanged. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there was there was a spot they um 
after Kagetsu had seemingly <laughs> done so many topes, she'd done about fifty topes. Oh, I got excessive, yeah. It, it was it was very impressive, um, but, but it did get a little bit excessive. Um, Kagetsu is it, dragged which is Mabel. How, um, the time we had La- uh, Blackpool last year was just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, drag uh, Kagetsu drags Mayu up towards the screen in Corrigan Hall, which is on uh, the opposite to the hard camera side as you're looking at it. Drags her up to the ba- uh, to the back. Lays it down on a bench where she's held by uh, fellow Oedo Time members and jumps from the wall by the screen and double stomps Mayu on the bench. Disgusting. I, like, in sheet, that hurt. Must have hurt Kagetsu so much. I mean, it must have done, but honestly, it, it looked incredible, but it looked so, so dangerous. Like, an unnecessary amount of danger. Stupid amounts of danger, yeah. Um. It was, but other than that, it was a really good match. Mayu is a great champion because she fights so well from underneath. Yeah, and last thing at the end of this, um, Kagetsu was kicking out of fucking everything. Yeah, and then Mayu, when she, I mean, Kagetsu dominated the main part of this match. In the 22 minutes and 17 seconds this match went, Kagetsu probably dominated 16 minutes of it. Um, as you know, as most Japanese title matches will be, you yeah, very rarely have a dominant title defense. Of like all the like ace figures, I think Mayo has the best babyface player. Yeah, apart she's, from maybe Naito, but she had he had six years of story to go on. So. Exactly, I love Mayo. Um, she just ragdolled out round the ring, making her oh, look absolutely fantastic. No, you think she ragdolled in this? The B Priestley match. <laughs> <laughs> that B Priestley match. That B Priestley botch. I will God. never forget that. Because despite the fact it was uploaded to Stardom World a week later, I thought she was dead. Yeah, still to this day you think that she's dead. I'm, I'm not convinced that May was alive, to be honest. I think that's why they're bringing back Ian. <laughs> um, but yeah, really, really good match. May eventually does defeat Kagetsu with the Moonsault. I think she's still that. She doesn't do it very well. It's a bit rigid. I think it's just because Eos is so good. No, that's, I, I think that's probably comparing it to... Shirai's and like that's the perfect moonsault. Yeah, I have like, no issue calling it the perfect moonsault. Like she's the best. Well, Angles is good, but that's more contextual good than an actual good. Christopher Daniels is the best moonsault ever. <laughs> to be fair, that is a, it is a really <laughs> it good is moonsault. a good moonsault. <laughs> that's the thing. At the time, it probably was the best moonsault ever. But Io Shirai was a teenager, so that's true. But then again, that means in Joshi promotions, that means she's an ace figure. Um, Cage match gave this eight. Point five five. Well, yes, that's like from a lot of people. So, like, I'm sure if you clicked on it, um, there's going to be a lot of people just giving it a ten because they're marks. So, to be fair, I gave I gave it um a nine when I thought about the other matches, and I'm sort of like, I'm not sure if it's a nine. Yeah, so we've got a nine, a six, a, a couple six. of tens. What did the six say? Don't know. It's in German. Oh, for fuck's uh, sake! <laughs> eight, nine, nine, eight. Why didn't the German give it a nine? We. <laughs> Language joke. Um, oh, that'd be a zero. There was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I learned all the German I know from Blackadder, I'm sorry. Oh, Blackadder's incredible. Um, Darling. I just, I just don't. I expect so much from Mayu title defences because she is that fucking good. How much money did he see before this? Um, I. She, Mainly gifts, genuinely. Oh, right, because so it's the only full match you've seen Kelly Klein at G1. Yeah. <laughs> so, th- don't get me wrong, this compared to the Kelly Klein match at um, oh, don't get, G1. Like, that's like comparing fine cheese with shit. 
Not even a shit cheese, just just that, dog shit. That's Kelly Klein, man. That honestly was fucking terrible. Kelly Klein's had a run in stardom as well. Though to be fair, she's had two runs. She... I don't think we can say too many I'm bad things sure. about Kelly Klein because of what's happened to her Ring of Honor. I mean, I can still cri- I can still criticize her work. Oh, you can still criticize her work. Yes, yeah, she was dog shit. I'm not saying she's a bad person, but get better at your work. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, there was just that. I don't know whether it was another two or three minutes of action, or whether that's it was. Fast thing happened with match went about two minutes too long. Yeah, I, I don't know. But there was a natural point for this match to finish. I'm out of the first moonsault. Yeah, exactly. Is that her first moonsault or her first um, lift up dragon? Yeah. Um, One of the two. Because after a while, I was just sort of like, fuck's sake. It was it was spam finisher kick out. Yeah, um, last week was like the end of a 2K match. Which, don't, don't get me wrong, it was still a really good match and I gave it an 8. Which, you know, is a 4, 4.25. Yeah, and I'll go high 8, so I'll be 4.25. Yeah. Um, a good match... Uh, you know, a good final, almost swan song for Kagetsu, who I thought looked brilliant during this match. I thought may made her look very, no, very so, good. Kagetsu, I'm surprised she's 27. I'm surprised she's 27. She, how old did you think she was when you saw her? I thought she was early 30s. I thought she was 40s. Jesus. Um, anyway, Mayu, at the end of the match, um, I, I shakes should... hands with Kagetsu. They sort of awkwardly hug. It was a bit strange. And then Mayu... To be fair, would you fully hug Kagetsu? I would not trust the to get a hug. Like, it's like, imagine if Minoru Suzuki offered you a hug. I'd hug him because he'd stab me if I didn't. But he'd stab you if he was. I don't know, if he hugged his Tai Chi would stab you. Yeah, true. Um, Mayu then continues to be just... Mayu. She's fucking weird, isn't she, Mayu? No, but she's have great. You, have you seen the um, Stardom Vice documentary? No, I haven't. It's on YouTube, I'd recommend it. Um, but Mayu's backstory is insane. I have, yeah, I know, I know her backstory, obviously. Um, like, apparently, sometimes, like, she just won't go to signings after show because she, she just can't. So I'm like, I completely relate to me. She's she's outstanding, and I love her to pieces, and she's great. Arisa's better. Yeah, all right. <laughs> we'll have a champion versus champion match. I'm pretty sure that happened during the. No, it didn't. Did it? I can't remember. Five star Grand Prix. Yeah, but if, it, if it did, it probably went to a draw. Yeah, I would have thought so. Otherwise, um, May would be challenging. <laughs> And then Mayu calls out uh, Momo Watanabe uh, for a championship match at uh, the anniversary show. And that is where we cut off. And that's the end of the show. And um, it's when it was like, we're going to show you an end of year package. We cannot show end of year package because we do not have the rights. What the fuck? Yeah. How do you not have the rights to your own end of year? It's on by Samurai TV who owns New Japan. Who runs New Japan. What the fuck is going on? Absolutely. Bushi Rose wearing his ugly hats. So what I'll do, ladies and gentlemen, now is obviously that was Stardom Year End Climax, the last show of 2019. I'll read the results then of the shows. Well, the... To be fair, the undercards on them doesn't really matter. It's more like Booker gets you. Yeah, all I'm going to do is I'm going to read the results and then any that Chris has watched. I've um, watched him, um, the matches. He can give his little opinion on. So the first New Year Stars tag one uh, was on the 2nd of January, so some interesting matchups. We had the six-man tag with Queen's Quest team of B Priestley, Momo Watanabe, and uh, Yutami Haya Shishita defeating Oedo Tai of Natsuka Toro, Natsu Samir, and Zoe Sky at 11.41. Zoe Sky, I believe, one of the people taking part in the um, 
Yeah, she's going to the legit. High speed Is she tournament. Going to the legit right in the crosser? I think so. Because one, like, one's just a blonde person, then the other one's like, looks like an MMA fighter. But in the same You know how, like, um, Jess Majuke and What's the Face in NXT look oh, up. Uh, Shafir. Yeah. Like, they are MMA fighters, but they do not look like them. No. Still wouldn't fuck with them, though. No, but I wouldn't fuck with Like, I wouldn't. Have you seen me, Rob? I wouldn't fuck with anybody. That is true. You you like a big cuddly teddy bear, aren't you, mate? To be fair, once someone came up to me in Opium in Edinburgh, there's a punching machine at the back, like next to a ping pong table, and like me and my friend were just standing next to there because the jukeboxes there, and like we're we're music business students, so we obviously have the better taste. Obviously, <laughs> I say that we put on this charming man to get a Morrissey on. Oh but... god! <laughs> so we were standing there, and this dude's like five foot eight, maybe like so like your build, but Garth's height. Yeah. And came up came up to me and went, I bet I could take you, mate. And I was like, Yeah, you probably could like I was I was pissed and annoyed at this point because my ex decided to text me. So I was like, Yeah, you probably fucking could And he's like, Oh he came up to hug me like you're a gentle giant. Oh <laughs> No, actually last year in Blackpool, um someone came up to me and was like, I could fucking and I don't know what I'm trying to do with Scottish accent. I was he, just gonna say I love the fact that considering you're Scottish, you can't do a Scottish accent. Like, he came up, he's like, I'm fucking, I could fucking take you. I'm like, fuck. he was 13, I'm like, fuck off. And he did. <laughs> um, yeah, again, we've then got the tag, a tag team match between <laughs> Andres Miyagi and Julia defeating Oida Tai of Jamie Hayter and Martina at 7 minutes 38. I think that could probably be Julia's thing. Like a tag team wrestler where but she's she was not. with Andras? Say again, sorry? Who is she with? Andras. Andras. Yes, because she did kicked out of a Redditai. There you go, that one it's makes funny, sense. It's funny, because all the um DLC characters from the Stardom pack are now no longer in Redditai. There you go. even Stardom. Um, the semi-main was billed as Kagetsu's Road to Retirement Match 1, well, which one was Azami and... Azami? Azumi. Azumi. And Kagetsu defeating the Stars team of Mayu and Starlight Kid. They should really just start writing it as Azumi. <laughs> they really should. It's extremely confusing. Now, that's the match you watched, I believe. That's the one I watched, yeah. It was really fun. Um, some really fun spots. Um, of course, anything with like Starlight and um, Azumi is just fun to watch in principle. Yeah. Um, and again, same with Mayu and Kagetsu. And there's some slight story behind this, because Kagetsu's been trying to get Azumi into... Um, Oedotai to the point where um, Azumi was the first pick in the Stardom draft, I believe the Stardom draft. Yeah. Um, which I wish New Japan would do to be honest. It would be amazing, wouldn't it? Um, and so during the Stardom draft where and actually because like the person who loses the, the draft match, that traction gets disbanded. So come April then we it's are going to have one of the a, factions It's essentially disbanded. relegation, yeah. That's probably what Julia's brought in for, was to well, not always, it's just that we had like five, we had like six and we normally have five. Ah, so. uh, okay, and at the moment there is only five factions, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, so? because so, we had, like, Jan, the precursor of Tokyo Cyber, and then, like, the others. Yeah. It's actually quite a nice little story, because Jungle ga- gained um, Hannah's respect in that match. Jungle was oh, okay. first draft pick to Tokyo Cyber Squad, which I thought was nice. There you go. But anyway, yeah, this was um, fun, and, and like, Gigatsu's always wanted to go over Zumi, and there was fun backstage, because she was just like... Azumi was like, you still owe me 500000 yeah. <laughs> it was like $500. They actually put how much it was in dollars above. 
And then that was main evented by an eight man, uh, an eight woman, sorry, tag team match between Tokyo Cyber Squad, the team of Death, Yamasan, Hanakamura, Jungle Kiona, and Konami defeating Seiya Kamitani and Stars. So Arisa, Hashiki, Saki Kashima, and Tam Nakano at 14 minutes and 39 seconds. I think by in a couple of podcasts you're going to be in love with Death Yamasan. <laughs> Um, I doubt it, mate, if I'm perfectly honest. I highly, highly doubt it. Um, so then we go to the 3rd of January, and this is from Shinkiba again, the first ring, and attendance of 453 people. This is more than, again, more than all Japan normally. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, it is. It's not a bad one, that. Uh, it's not a bad attendance, because it's a tiny place, isn't it? Oh, yeah, no, no, it's... Yeah, it's like... Is that where... Um, that's not where Old Japan ran some of their Royal Road tournaments. You would know more than I did, but it is very small. It's And it's a lot, it's all really dark as well. Right, well, we're going to have a look in a minute. Anyway, on this show, um, again, mainly tags. Um, we had just a couple of the matches, the last three matches. We had a six-woman tag team match. Tokyo Cyber Squad, Death Yamasan, Jungle Kiona, and Konami defeating the um, B Priestley. And we had a tie team of Jamie Hayter and Martina at 8 minutes and 50 seconds. Uh, the semi-main, which was a six-woman tag team match with Queen's Quest, Azumi, Momo Watanabe and Yutami Hayashishita, defeating the Stars team of Arisa, Seiya Aida and Tam Nakano at 11 minutes 43. And this was main evented again by Awida Tai. Hannah Kimura going back to Awida Tai just for the one so match. She came out in her Awida Tai get-up as well. I did see that, and but I thought she, that was a really, really nice it nod. Was a, it was a nice touch, but also, um, don't. But you're going to see like no contact stardom come up, and you think, don't follow that. <laughs> okay. Because literally, like, they just go, oh, but what, what have these guys had pawn? I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care if these people... I just want to watch wrestling. That's all I want. I just want wrestling. I want my pawn and my wrestling separate. Is that too much to ask? But, um... <laughs> uh, do continue. But, yeah, um, they were like, oh, the, our queen's back. I'm like, she never fucking... Calm down. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Keep it in your pants, you fucking internet bird. Anyway, um... So, All Japan ran it on the 22nd of October. And, yeah, drew 315. Um, Noah have run there. Big Japan have run there. Um, I don't so know how Big Japan could... I don't know how Big Japan could fit all their gimmicks in there, to be honest. That's true. So, Noah... Ran that on the 14th of December and drew 350 people there. So, yeah, to be fair, Stard, it's basically Stardom's main hub. Yeah. So. Oh, it was. It, no, it wasn't the Royal Road I was thinking of. All Japan did that show that sing, um, streamed on YouTube, the fans Thanksgiving oh, one on yeah, the 17th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was on the 21st, sorry, that's where that was. I can't, that's the thing, it's such a 375. Star- it's such a Stardom arena for me that I can't imagine. You know how you can't imagine. Um. Yeah, well, I guess he, I, I can't imagine like all Japan being in Sumo Hall. Despite that, they probably have run there. Well, they used to run there all the time. Well, it's Budokan they used to run all the time. Sorry, Budokan, yeah. I'm sure they have run Sumo Hall at some point, but like, I can't imagine it because it's just such a new Japan venue for me. Um, Just a couple more interesting uh, attendance figures from Shinkiba First Ring. Big Japan ran it on the 5th of January, so literally a couple of days after these shows, and drew 139 people to oh, the Strong qu- Kingdom show. Very quickly, is there any death matches on that show? <laughs> uh, I didn't see, but um, they did the Deathmatch King Death, um, oh. which was run on the 4th 
of January, so the same day as uh, one Rath. of the other Stardom shows, and they had a fluorescent light tubes deathmatch, a gadget board and lemon and alpha deathmatch, and a scaffold deathmatch. Can we watch uh, Big Japan or something? <laughs> we can watch Big Japan while we're waiting for Garth. Um, <laughs> we're just going to put on a highlight video. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, like I was saying, the main event of uh, the show on the 3rd uh, was a tag team match with Oida Tai, Hannah Kimura obviously coming back in her original Oida Tai gimmick. Uh, just for the one match, and Kagetsu defeating the Stars team of Mayu Iwatani and Saki Kashima at 14 minutes and 25 seconds. Um, so yeah, that brings to a conclusion our sort of stardom in review. Um, we hope you've enjoyed it. This is hopefully, like I say, going to be a monthly thing where we go through the month of stardom and pick out the matches from each um, from basically each show. So, yeah, that's it, basically, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm your host, Rob Goodwin. You can find me on Twitter at, at RealRobGoodwin. Chris, where can they find you? At MattPodmania, quite frankly. Yeah just, yeah, just find that one. Don't bother with Chris's personal one, like, apparently. I, I, I don't remember the last time I... I was probably drunk last time I... Please don't look up, because it's probably, it's probably <laughs> drunk and, and embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing that one. No, um, but... Yeah, I just don't use it. Fair enough. Like, no one wants to see my stupid face, but I want to see all three of our stupid faces animated. Um, <laughs> I have a pig nose. For some you reason. do have a pig nose. We all have pig noses. But, no, uh, you don't. Me and Garth do. You don't. That's because I'm sexy. I'm an, I'm an attractive man. What can I say? Um, but no, if you want to talk to us on Twitter, you can also follow us at, at the Stardom Cast. Hang um, on, we have on Twitter with this now. We well. have a Twitter with <laughs> this now as well. I thought this was just a spin-off of fucking young... No, this is official, man. This is full-on official now, Chris. Fuck it, and we called it the Stardom. If I knew this, was, this wasn't just a fucking side effect of a young lion cast, I would have had more input on the fucking name. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next month, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.